create with France Sydney. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. Today we're going to listen to part two of the interview with Stephen Blake of Old Wait to Go. It's about 20 minutes, uh, maybe a little bit longer, maybe half an hour. So let's enjoy this interview and feel free to make any comments and contact me or Stephen for any questions, queries you might have about his method of anything else you can come up with if you have an interest and make sure you share this with your friends. Thank you and happy listening. Everyone has the perfect diet and the perfect, but we really want to talk about how the mind is going to work this out because otherwise, doesn't matter which diet you're doing, even if it's the most beautiful one, if you really think yourself very lowly and you have a bad self-confidence level crashing down the floor and you, oh, I can't do this. Or some other people, they do, they stop all the food and they start drinking because they, they need something. And, you know, when you have alcohol, that's a lot of sugar going there. <laughs> so, and I'm in quite a few groups of people who are alcoholics and they are so proud when they post the pictures after a couple of weeks without all this alcohol their skin that was all full of red patches is now clearing up and it's so incredible you know and this is a way that we self-medicate because we feel bad because we cannot achieve because we go back to that but the thing is our society is designed with a huge pressure on everyone to get drunk, to enjoy celebrating with food, to celebrate with mostly junk food. Even when you go and buy food, sometimes sometimes the processed food is so cheap that you are tempted to have that instead of proper food because you don't know maybe how to cook from scratch. And literally, I always like, ah, we're going to stop sugar this month. And when people arrive, oh, we got a little treat for you and we give you biscuits. And then you go to a celebration of some sort, or you go to a wedding, you go to a uh, somebody get baptized, or go to a concert. And what do they give you? They're gonna give you sugar, sugar, sugar. So it's very difficult between the sugar and the drinks to always say no. But so what could a person do? Let's say they've done your program, they have released all the weight that is okay for their body to release so they're healthy and they're energetic and they're good and now they have a new diet so they know that maybe for their own body because everyone is different so we all have a different way uh, of eating and the quantities the qualities are different because we have different gut flora different environment different habits different genetics etc that's fine so we're all different but how do this client then after releasing the weight how do they deal with these crowds that are pushing all the time and and say right now have this because the weight is gone so what would be your reason for saying no to all this stuff without offending others how do you tackle that okay we, we have to understand that if people force food on you they're not doing it for you they're doing it for themselves and and so as your diet changes you you'll want less food 
um, you'll want the right sort of food that tastes nice. And, and this is the whole thing. We should enjoy food. We, we, we move away from enjoying food because we've been so trained with all this factory-produced stuff that actually we, we've developed the wrong taste. And, and like you say, sugar, you see, if we celebrate with a cake or food or wine, we're drinking sugar. <laughs> it's all sugar. So we, once we get away from that and we're doing what we want to do, and, and being the right size for what you want to be, and I'm not talking about slim or whatever, being a right healthy size for you, is how you want to stay. And so there's two things there. First of all, you, you've got to have this self-love. You've got to say, why would I want to spoil my body because somebody else wants me to be as big as they are? You know, because they can't be bothered doing this. So they want to fatten me up so they can prove I failed. So they're trying to make me fail. Now, then you can have a different attitude. And you need to be assertive with people who try and pressurize you to do things. I mean, as a therapist, I've also dealt with this with smoking. You give up smoking, you tell people you give up smoking, they offer you a cigarette. That is disgusting. And, and I actually, I haven't thought about this with food, but I did with uh, smoking. And I used to say to people, because I'm a hypnotherapist as well, I used to say, look, when you leave here, people are going to offer you cigarettes, your friends and all that, that don't know you've given up yet. And all you, instead of saying, I've stopped, you say, I don't smoke. Because people don't keep shoving cigarettes on you if you don't smoke. So you, you just say, I don't eat that. So, and I said, look, if somebody keeps offering you cigarettes, what you do is, you take, you go, okay then, you take one off them, and then you pretend you've gone into a trance. And then you just snap the cigarette in half and throw it on the floor. And then, then when they look at you, you go, what just happened? Like you didn't know, you see? And they go, oh, okay. Now they're wearing a cigarette. So but if they do, you do the same again. You just pretend you got into a trance. <laughs> you rip the cigarette in. And it's a lot of fun. You rip the cigarette in half, you throw it on the floor. And they go, oh my God. And then they say, Fred, come over here. Stephen's giving up smoke. Offer him a cigarette. It's really funny. And he offers me a cigarette. So I go, snap, <laughs> drop it on the floor. He's not going to offer me any more cigarettes. They're about 50 pounds each. So if we say to people, look, I appreciate that you would like me to eat that, but I don't want to. Do you really want to try and force me to eat this food? Well, no, but I've made it. And I made it with love and I care for you and all that. Well, you can show me love in other ways. I don't need to eat your cake. I don't want to eat your cake. I wouldn't enjoy eating your cake. Is that really what you want to force on me? I just keep throwing it back to them. Why are you forcing me to do something? But to do that, you have to be confident in your own skin that you can be assertive. Because assertiveness and aggression, often people think of the same thing. Aggression is if I tell you to do something you don't want to do, that's aggression. If I say, I'm not going to do what you want me to do, that's assertion. Yeah? And why should I do what you want me to do? I'm not a child anymore. And, and therefore, we usually have this pressure from a parent or whatever. You know, your mother that likes baking will bring you this baking round and go, you know, here you are, I've made you cake. But you know, mother, I'm on a diet at the moment. Now, you see, 
there's a big difference between but I've got to the weight I want and I'm eating differently now and you have to appreciate that and it's the same you don't force meat on vegetarians yeah a vegetarian will say but I don't eat meat and they'll even say but you put you cook that in the or you've had it on the same plate as that meat I can't eat it that they're quite happy to stand up for their rights so you've got to be the same this is what I eat now this is how I eat I really enjoy it I wouldn't enjoy what you're giving me however nice it was and however nice I thought it in the past I wouldn't eat it well I'll just leave it here well you can do but it will go in the bin when you leave wouldn't you rather give it to somebody who really enjoy it but I made it with love but you can show me love in other ways yeah, I appreciate you did it with love and you care for me, but you can show me that other ways. So true. Not with a cake. So true, and this is the same for alcohol. Mm. And I remember reading about people trying to stop drinking alcohol all the time, and then maybe at home where they have stopped having two or three bottles in the night, then maybe they go out or they visit a friend, and a friend is going for a really tough time, and the friend is drinking, and so it a pet friend goes ah here we go and the person goes well the person this person here is going through such and such time with such and such problem I felt I couldn't really say no and so I drank as well and I'm like I mean I wouldn't do that I'm teetotal I don't drink alcohol and off so I would just say well thank you so much I mean like myself like for example many many years ago um, I was teaching an Italian class for adult education and at the end of a year and some, uh, some students gave me cards and gifts and I was like, oh, that is so nice of you. And one came with a huge smile and she goes, here we go. And she gave me a nice bottle of wine and um, I don't drink wine. So I said, oh, thank you so much. And, and then another student said, oh, but Franz doesn't drink wine. And the previous student goes, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, don't worry, because I have friends and I can give it to them because they drink. But thank you so much for thinking about me. But that didn't mean I was going to open the bottle and drink the wine because for me because of my religion I don't drink wine also mm. because it's very unhealthy in my humble opinion everyone has his own opinion about wine that's fine I do like grapes see and so people have stopped offering me because they know <laughs> I'm just gonna say no thank you and, 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 we're not, and we're not trying to force anything on anybody else we're not forcing oh. our you know I've got slim doing yeah, this no. way you must do this way you know, you mustn't eat that cake. We're not doing that at all. So why should any be bo- anybody be bothered about what I, we're doing? And it doesn't really matter what they think. It, it's nothing to do with you. Absolutely. No, it's our our body. We will have to live with the problems that we cause. What will happen then if you go on a diet and, and um, maybe you start skipping meals? Maybe you are quite fit. Maybe you're even an athlete, but you realize there's something here can coming up, and you think, well, maybe I'm, I don't know how I'm I'm putting on weight again, but I, I'm eating the same as usual. You know, maybe mid 50 typical person, so you're 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 not fat at all. Then you say, right, I'm gonna have no breakfast. I'm gonna have just an apple for lunch, and then I'm gonna have dinner about five o'clock, and then I'm done. And then you see the weight is there, and I was thinking, aren't we telling the body now we are in starvation mode? Oh, absolutely. So, so starvation mode is literally the fact that, and, and this is why every time you go on a diet, 
if you stop it, it, it if you stop it suddenly, then the body still thinks it's winter time and there's no food available. So what you eat from then onwards, it says, well, we need to store this because it's still winter and things, things aren't plentiful. You must have come across somebody else's store. So it then piles the weight on by actually, even though you might be eating less calories than what you're burning, it still tries to save some of them. So your body me me body's metabolic rate changes. And it means that you don't burn the energy at the same rate. So you're still the same size and everything else, but if it starts lowering that metabolic rate, it's not burning those calories in the same way. In, in the same way that some people seem to be naturally slim, but their, their metabolic rate's quite high and they're burning it off as heat. So they're doing something, or even our mental processes burn about 40% of our calories. So even if you're a big thinker, you're burning up the calories in the brain. Now, anytime we have excess calories, the body has to decide what to do with it. Now, if you're very energetic in that, it might just temporarily store it till the next day. But if you're a bit sluggish, it's just going to find a fat cell to put it into. And it expands the fat cells. Now, I've never found out whether we get more fat cells or it's just that the fat cells expand out so they look more. I don't know which way around that is. But there's another issue here. Fat cells store the toxins from my body. And it's our protective way of actually, <laughs> excuse me, taking in toxins. And if we haven't got time to release them that day, then we take some more the next day, they'd build up. So when there's an overload of toxins the body can't deal with that day, it pushes it into a fat cell. So if you don't drink enough water, it doesn't allow it to flush the body out, which means it keeps putting these toxins into fat cells to store them. So if you take a lot of water intake and you're drinking water on a regular basis, now you can't you know, say, oh, I need two gallons and drink it all at one go. You, you kill yourself through lack of electrolytes. But it's thought to be a good eight ounce glass of water every hour is really good for you. And, and I used to have a saying when I help people with the diet that the more you drink, the more you shrink. And if somebody came to me one week and they're regularly losing two or three pounds and they're down to half a pound, I'd say, well, what's done different? I'd say, oh, I follow the diet, so I know exactly how many calories they've had. And I'd say, have you been keeping up with your water intake? And they'd always say, well, no, I got a bit slack with it this week. I was doing this job and, you know, uh, and I didn't take any water with me. And I'd go, well, that's what it is. And they'd up the water intake next week and they'd get back to where they should be. So if you don't drink enough fluids, now, there's some fluids that don't help. If you take in wine, you're adding calories and it's not helpful. And if you take in tea and coffee, they're diuretic. And so you actually pee out more than you take in. Now, my theory is this, and, and, and because I help people with a diet product, so I knew exactly how many calories they had that week, I, I would be able to monitor what's happening. And the first week, it would be if somebody's going to carry on at like three pound a week loss, the first week they'd lose five pounds they'd say this is a brilliant diet oh wonderful and i'd say you've been drinking the water and everything they go yes and they go you won't get that next week 
Now, if we don't drink much in the way of water, and most people don't drink anywhere near the quantity of water they should, they drink teas and coffees and all the other things, but if you don't drink anywhere near that quantity, here's what I think happens. We've still got this primitive bit of the brain and we didn't live next to taps. We didn't have them in a house. We didn't even have a house. We would have to go and find water. We would have to take water on board and then we might be a day or two before we could get back to that water supply. So we, we get water retentive. And that's stored all around the body in various areas. Now, when we need water, eventually it will extract it out of those areas. So, as a natural survival system, we're carrying around like a rucksack with five pounds of water in it. It takes a bit of accessing it. You know, if you feel thirsty, you don't just suddenly get it from where it's stored. But if you've got desperate situations, you can last a day or so without water, probably two days. So it can extract it from the body. Now, if you're not taking enough water, also you get constipated. Because here's the thing that you'll be revolted by. If the body can't get water, it will extract it from your poo and use that as your water supply. So if you start taking the right amount of water, what happens is in the first week, this five pound water supply, it reserve tank goes, why am I needed? They obviously live next to a tap. It's fine. I don't have to worry about this reserve. So it lets the reserve go. Or lets a lot of the reserve go in the first week. This is why you can't keep up the same thing week after week after week. Now, if you let it slip for a week, it comes, the reserve starts to come back again. So this is why we suddenly put on weight at the end of diets, because we're not looking after the water, and we suddenly lose it at the beginning, because we are drinking a lot of water. So there's a bit of a clue there to keep drinking water. And you can drink cold or hot water, it doesn't matter. But it's still helpful to the body because it allows it to flush out the toxins that go around your system and not overload your system with toxics that, toxic things that are being released. So if you didn't drink enough water, it won't release the toxin from the fat cell. Now, if the fat cell is protecting the toxin, it's not going to release the fat if the toxin's still in there. So this is why we get stubborn areas where we hold on to fat. Then we got the difference between the sexes. Is that females can have babies. And because they can have babies, what it's going to do is it's going to put storage whereby if you get pregnant when you're not eating much, when there's a bit of a, a drought and or things are going on and there's no food, You've got to have storage that's difficult to get rid of because then it can use that for the baby. So that's why women put it around the hips. And why the hips? Because if you had fat in your face, yeah, all over your face, and it bloated up till it was huge to carry enough fat, you'd be top heavy and you wouldn't be able to do what you're supposed to. But if you put it around your hips, you can run, you can do anything. It doesn't hinder you. So it's the perfect place for storing fat in case you get pregnant. Yeah, And it doesn't know whether you can get pregnant or not, but you know, you're female, so you're going to have this fat. Uh, and it's a good thing as well, because then it makes uh, women different to guys and we can look and see somebody's female and be attracted to them because they've got curves in all the right places. Yeah, 
So it's not a. It's and we, we do have to have a certain amount of fat on the body. I, I don't know percentage. Perhaps you might do, Franz. But um, but there's a certain amount of fat. Yeah. So that, that's very interesting, you know, everyone has different views and opinions yeah. on how much water we should have and also that changes depending on the type of yeah. diet. So if you have a lot of fresh raw food, you do not need to drink too much water because you're having the proper water from a cucumber, from a pineapple, from whatever because they are water rich and the water has vitamins and, and minerals and, and whatever. But if you eat a lot of, I don't know, meat or processed food and dry stuff, you will see how much more water your your body needs. So there are lots of theories. So I recommend everyone, you know, we are not medical professionals as such. We cannot prescribe or diagnose anything. So we recommend that you look up in a medical website how much water, how much fat a person needs. I, I so wanted to go over and over, but I want to ask one last question. <laughs> Because um, one of the points, number 12, in your website yes, uh, talks okay. about not trying to sleep. And it says, lacking sleep is a big factor in fat storage. Just as a um, trailer, would you be able to tell us something about that? Because I know lots of people are interested. They go, oh, I can't sleep at all. A baby keeps you awake and, and then I'm just, oh, I don't know. Yeah, well... There's, I, I deal with sleep problems a lot, not just related uh, with weight. And one of the issues is that people don't understand this thing called trying. So trying is, if I said to you, um, if we worked in the same office and I said, can you have that document on my desk at four o'clock? And you said, I'll try. I would have no expectation of having that document on my desk because what you're actually saying is, I think that's impossible, but I'll put a lot of effort in. But you put in a lot of effort in without the expectation of the result. So it's all right after something's happened to say, I tried my best, that's fine, because that's after the fact. But if in front of something you try, you're putting a lot of energy in and you want to be seen to be putting a lot of energy in because you're going to end up with an excuse of why it didn't happen. So if we try to sleep, we're actually not believing that we're going to sleep and we're trying, so we're tensing up to get to sleep. And we can do this, oh, I've got to be up at five in the morning, I've got to get to sleep, got to get to sleep, and we're tense. And sleeping is the exact opposite. Sleeping is letting go. So you cannot, I mean, I've had lots of people say, but I really tried to sleep. And, I, and it's like, well, you can't. If you've got that attitude towards sleeping that you're trying, it's not going to happen. You've got to let go. And, and, you know, I can't cover it here, but there's ways around that of actually talking to your unconscious and just passing it to it and say, and, and if you're worried about something, you pass it to your unconscious. You say, I don't want to be puzzling this out all night. I'll leave it to you. You give me an answer in the morning. I'm going to sleep now. And you let go and then you drop off to sleep and it's really quick and it's really easy. I, I'm two minutes before I go to sleep <laughs> at the most. In fact, Trudy will say that she'll say, you're snoring. And I've only had my head on the pillow a minute. And she'll go, you're snoring. I go, I can't be, I haven't gone to sleep yet. And she goes, but you're snoring. 
and I know I must be asleep because I can hear it if I was awake. <laughs> so it just is letting go. And, and all of life, all our problems, everything else is not about storing them up. It's about letting them go. And you can't force them out. You can only let them go. So I explain all that in what I do and also with my pain work and also with the thing I'll be launching soon, which is old stuff to let go, which will be about anxiety and things like that. Yes, thank you. And I remember in the, I think it was the chronic pain episode, we talked also about, no, maybe the other about fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. I think in one of the two episodes, we did talk about sleep a little bit. And, and so sleep is something that, you know, many people lack for many reasons. So it's important to, to talk about it in the context of um, weight releasing, because it's important to balance all the parts of our life and not just the food. So useful. I found it really informative. And I want to thank you, Stephen, for being my guest again. Thank you. It's been wonderful. It's, it's okay. always great talking with you. Yeah. Well, I hope that I'm a good host and I ask good questions, but um, please everyone, when we publish this video, when you watch the video or listen to the podcast, if you have any other questions that might pop into your mind, you know, after listening or sharing with somebody, then go back to one item, just feel free to contact me or Steven and ask anything you would like, because we are just here to help you. We just want to, to be able to create this life that you want by being the person you want to be, exploring the opportunities, and why not explore the opportunities of being a little bit fitter and more able to move around. And some people have put on weight because they have chronic disease or because they had an accident, they can't walk, it's too painful. So there are loads, you know, it's a very wide variety of places where it isn't just about eating less but also seeing I can't move so if you have any questions and if you would like some suggestions feel free to talk to Steven we will post again all the links for old pain to go and old fat to go but if you google them you will find them thank you yeah so thank you Steven for being here with us and you guys thank you so much for being with us this one hour long episode thank you for your patience if you like this episode please share it with your friends and write a good review for me on great with friends on apple podcast because it's so good that it helps my channel to grow thank you so much take care everyone and i'll see you soon bye bye bye